All right. Hello, cyberpunks. I'm your host, Lupus, and welcome to our cyberpunk podcast, where we discuss various cyberpunk media. With me today, we have Sammy. Barry. Hello. And Grim. Hello. So today we're discussing Altered Carbon, a show by Leta Kalogritis. Probably butchered that name. Probably. How's it spelled? L A E T A space K A L O G R I D I S. I G R I B I S? D as in dog. G R I D I S. Uh, Calogritis? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, so we're discussing a show and a book. The show's based on the book. The book was by uh, Richard K. Morgan. Now this, if you are just joining on this episode, please go watch the others. But if you want to listen to this one first, that's fine. Uh, this is our first episode where we will discuss both the series, like the television slash media adaptation and the book so this series ran on netflix from 2018 to 2020 and has sadly been canceled oh no uh the book was published in 2002 by victor galonks uh limited it is Followed by the books Broken Angels and Woken Furies. As always, I will give a plot summary of each of the uh, media we're discussing. And we'll give our thoughts on how this affects the genre. And if Before... you look at the screen, you will see the spoiler alert when it is time for a spoiler alert. But until then, there will not be any spoilers. Before then, I'd like to discuss the book's differences from the show. Mm. Now, there are three main differences between the book and the Netflix series. Uh, the first being that in the series, envoys are presented as having been trained, deployed, and led by Kelchrist Falconer mm. as part of a revolution against the Protectorate. However, in the books, the envoys were and are the elite forces of the Protectorate. Hmm. The two roles of, or two, the roles of many of the characters, particularly the females, were expanded in the series. And after our and the hotel Kovac, uh, Kovac stays in in the book is themed after Hendrix, not Edgar Allan Poe. The reason the series has it portrayed by Edgar Allan Poe is that Hendrix's estate doesn't approve of licensing his image for anything they consider violent. That's a real issue. So, moving on to our plot summary. It seems like season one, apart for those 
apart from those um, main differences, ties pretty closely to the first book. Uh, now there are a couple more minor differences that I will get to in a moment, but um, I'm going to go ahead and read this plot summary. In the book, and as I said, season one of the series, uh, on the colony planet of Harlan's world, Kovach and his partner Sarah Sakalowski. I get you. I get you. You're being picked up on the podcast, by the way. Can't help it. <laughs> um. Former envoys who had returned to a life of crime are killed by a UN colonial commando unit. Kovach is sentenced to a long-term uh, in stack storage, and I will talk about stacks in just a moment. Um, on Earth, meth, um, short for... Um, uh, the one biblical figure whose name I don't remember. Methuselah? Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Named Lawrence Bancroft has died in a mysterious circumstances in Bay City. The re-sleeved Bancroft has no memories of the previous two days, including his own death. Now, before I move any further with the plot, a stack is basically... Like a chip that stores your consciousness installed in your spine. And now the philosopher might ask, is the digitization of the personality a copy and the original is truly dead? Or does that capture the soul and it is immortality? But that is... Uh... A completely different can of worms. It's just something to think about. <laughs> um, so, Lauren's wife, Miriam, seduces Kovach and bribes him to end the investigation. A high-level Russian operative named Cadman tries to assassinate Kovach, but fails and is captured. Kovach investigates the brothel where Elizabeth worked, and Elizabeth was a recent murder victim. Um, he escapes, destroys the brothel and the clinic, and murders the employees in the process. Hmm. Is this uh, back-of-the-box uh, summarization, or is this spoiler content? Uh, kind of both. I'm going to put the spoiler warning up. Good idea. There we go. Spoilers. So, uh, if you didn't want any spoilers and you got a couple, um, sincere apologies, but uh, apparently the back of the box content and the spoilers are kind of blended together a little bit. So, oh well. Uh, Kovach is brought to Ray, or Raylene, uh, Kawahara. 
Kawahara is a meth mob boss with whom Kovic has had or has dealt in the past. Uh, now, the, their encounters have ended with Kawahara asking Kovac to work for her and Kovac denying it. So they're not exactly on the best terms. Uh, Kawahara orders Kovac to end his investigation, or she will torture Sarah, who is in, currently in virtual storage. Kovac learns that Bancroft went to a brothel named Head in the Clouds on the night he died. This establishment is run by... You guessed it, Kawahara. <laughs> Uh, Kovac ends up double-sleeving, controlling both Riker's body, who, who is the current sleeve and, that he's in, and a second body simultaneously. Uh, the copy in Riker's sleeve leaves with Miriam to draw away surveillance. Now, Miriam's kind of a minor character. It's not really She's not really discussed much, so don't really have to worry about her. Um, Kawahara asks Bancroft to help her kill Resolution 653, which is a uh, act that'll let people be talked to when they're like in transit. So basically, once you die, your stack is put into another body as soon as I can. But if they can't really put you in a body, you're kind of stuck in limbo, more or less. And you have no knowledge of what's going on outside. And then there's the um, other side of that, that uh, there are some people that are religious. And now the book did go into detail as to what happens with the people that don't want to be resleeved mm -hmm. and i will talk to talk about that after i finish this plot summary um so resolution 653 or um kawahara asked bancroft to help her kill resolution 653 to prevent the prostitute uh which was um, or which I'll mention in a moment, from testifying, but he refused. Kawahara and Miriam had Bancroft drugged, out of, and out of his mind, he killed the prostitute and then himself in order to erase the memory out of guilt and self-preservation. With his memories gone, Kawahara's involvement couldn't be traced. Uh, it's at this point Kovac blows out the side of the airship, and as he falls into the ocean below, he uses a grenade to destroy Kawahara's stack, ensuring her permanent death. Mm -hmm. And to close out the novel, uh, and basically the Netflix series, in the aftermath, Bancroft is cleared by the UN for his involvement. 
the copy of Kovacs that stayed with Miriam is erased, as double-sleeving is illegal. The resolution passes, and Kovacs is freed and returned to Harlan's world. Uh, and then Season 2, you see Kovacs hunting for Kelchrist Falconer, a character who, in the books, died long before he was even born. But in the series, it's his love interest. So I'd also like to go into a little bit about the religion aspect of things and um, kind of further explain Resolution 653 and why it's important in this. So um, quite a few religions believe in basically an eternal soul that lives on in heaven or hell when you die. Mm -hmm. These religions, and in the book it specifically mentions Catholic, or Roman Catholic, uh, since they believe in heaven, they want to, or they don't want to be received, Mm -hmm. which caused them to be targeted for murder quite a bit. Because them being received, them not being received means they can't be or they can't testify. Dead men tell no tales. Exactly. Um. Excuse me. You're excused. So. Resolution 653, if I remember correctly from my research, I can actually confirm this, so... um, I forget, we had this thing called the internet for a moment. (laughs) We we do have a thing called the internet. It's been around for quite a long time now. Yeah, 30 years. It's it's quite a useful tool. So, Resolution 653 is um, an order that would allow police to bring up anyone, even those with religious coding, after their deaths to question them, question them about what happened. So, basically, victims that were of those particular religions would be able to play a part in catching their murderer. Unless the last will and testament had something that said, in the case that uh, such and such, to not have their, uh, even their hologram brought up for questioning or something like that. I mean, if it's their last wishes, kind of got to honor it. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're murdered, I, I believe... There's kind of that whole stipulation, even like if you're murdered and you're a religious person, sometimes they believe that since you didn't die peacefully, huh. you're going to hell. No. <laughs> so this way, at least they have some retribution. Mm. Um... Now, I know I skipped a lot of characters and plot, and uh, if I remember correctly, 
like I said, Kel Chris Falconer, who is the love interest in season two, was not alive in um, the book series. Raylene Kawahara is, um, at least in the TV show, Kovacs' sister. Now, I don't believe in the book he has a sibling, but I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've read it. Um, Do they also have the, the guy that helped them with his family, his wife, and his daughter? Yes, the, uh, his daughter, his daughter is Elizabeth. Right. His yeah. wife is Irene, and he's a kind of a failed detective, <laughs> if uh, I remember correctly. Veteran turned failed detective, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't seen the uh, first season since uh, right after it came out, and I haven't seen the second season yet or read the book, so. Uh... All that stuff is spoiler info for me, but I'm a spoiler hound anyhow, so... (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And so, I'd like to move on to our thoughts on how we think this specifically relates to cyberpunk as a genre. Now, personally, I feel like um, the whole stack idea kind of... Brings up the... Engram. Yeah. Brings up the Engram process. And so, I mean, we've seen these ideas before where consciousness is uploaded on a chip. Yeah. We've seen it in Cyberpunk 2077. We've seen it in Neuromancer. Oh, I forgot to explain what a sleeve is. A sleeve is a cloned or a human body that's basically empty until a stack gets put in it. It's the mortal shell that carries the intelligence. Exactly. (coughs) Think ghost in the shell, but not robotic body. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, let's see here. So... This book slash television series has obviously reached a lot of people. And while it didn't while the book itself didn't win any awards, at least none that I've found when I was researching this, it has uh, been accepted into the whole genre of cyberpunk. Mostly because it fits those terms. Now, whereas you won't see a lot of cybernetics, you do see stuff, like I said, stacks. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more virtual... Um, There's a little bit of cybernetics, at least in the first season of the TV series. Yeah, but, but what I mean is they don't mostly, play a huge role. It's mostly not um, modifications to the uh, what they call a sleeve. It's mostly modifications yeah. to the uh, digital, um, the digital personality and the uh, interaction with 
um, other things digitally. Exactly. So, I mean, you see a lot of, in both the television series and the book, you see a lot to do with more of a AI and the whole digitization of, oh, wait, of wait. consciousness it's, than anything. It's more um, Netrunner and less Borg. Yes. Yeah. Which I I actually found rather interesting when I was originally watching the show. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit I watched the show before I read the book. But the show's what got me into wanting to read the book. Mm. Um, and I have read the book, and since then I've also read uh, Broken Angels, and they're both very good. Um, What's Broken Angels? It's the second book in the series. Uh, okay. Which, so, I guess I can talk a little bit about this, too. The um, three-book series, trilogy, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if they're right. I don't know if he's writing up fourth. Um, the first book is Altered Carbon. And each of these books follows Takeshi Kovach as he goes through his journeys. Kind of like a little chronicle of what's going on with him. Um, I also, going now moving away from that, and going back to what we were discussing, I also enjoy how it shows cybernetic kind of things can make a person nigh immortal. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think has been really discussed in any of our previous podcasts. Um, it has to an extent. I mean, when you get that level of uh, immortality from just length of existence, it does start to lean towards something that's on par with cyberpsychosis out of cyberpunk. Well, and I hate to always go back to cyberpunk, but it's one of the hotter topics right now. Um... So, in Cyberpunk, they have the immortality chip, the um, secure your soul chip. Yeah. And if you think about those, they're exactly like the stacks, except they're slotted into the head, whereas the stacks basically fused into the neck. Yeah. Uh, I, it looks like a medallion or a USB stick. The functionality is the same. It's removable media. Yeah. <coughs> and I will admit to being one of the guys that picked up some terms from Altered Carbon to use when I'm doing a cyberpunk playthrough, such as blow the stat or <laughs> blow your stat. Yeah. And that. So what blowing a stack is, is when you get a headshot on someone and you 
completely destroy the stat. Mm-hmm. Or you specifically target that and the stat... It's also called real death in this show. Yeah. Because they're not coming back from it. <laughs> I mean, a gut shot, yeah, it's going to hurt, it's going to kill, but then someone can come by like uh, an hour later like, oh, look at that, what a shame, yoink. Come with me, little buddy. And you also, in the series, you can see um, cases of people taking other people's stacks to wear as trophies. Yeah. Which I also kind of like. I like the whole trophy aspect. Uh, Barry, Graham, what are your thoughts? I think um, it's uh, quite a power play to just have someone stack as uh, an ornament on a necklace. Also, uh, the whole, um, you can mess with them by down the line, oh, look at the sleeve we got. We got a sleeve of, yeah, this really famous uh, personality with a body that's completely unlike what... Uh, their body was originally like, let's just slot him into that. Hey, guess what? You're in this body now. By the way, you're tied up, and we're gonna make you feel pain. Okay. Um, that, that got a little dark. Um, it's totally a thing that happens in the show, at least. Well, I know, but still. Uh... There's also the whole, uh, we're just going to slot your stack into a machine and torture you digitally, too. That's in the show. I definitely, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. What do you think from this makes it into the cyberpunk genre? Okay. Um, honestly... Uh, I have to agree the stacks are definite thing anyone uh, who could potentially live forever mm-hmm. as long as their stacks hold up which I believe they started to realize that it lasted only a, like seven to 800 years before the stacks started to degrade Well, and constant re-sleeving speeds up that process. Being worn as an ornament on necklace uh, physically degrades the removable hardware. Um, No one can live forever. No. Yeah. Yeah. But you would... The whole purpose was... It's like no one can live forever, but we can come damn close. Yeah. Not close enough. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, but if you think... Now, look at it at, like, the cyberpunk level, where... Uh... Saburo Arasaka, he lived for a hundred-something years in his own body. Yeah. I think they said 105 or something. I mean, he was fucking old. And if a human can get to that age... Um, FYI, he was 150. Thank you. If a human in that t- 
time period. And keep in mind, now, I guess I didn't say this, this series takes place in, like, the 2300s. Yeah. So if you think about how much age has already advanced by then, I mean, 2077 people are living to 150. Yeah. It's not longer. Yeah. Also, to go back to Saburo Arasaka, depending on the ending of the game, he ends up slotted in a much younger body and has a lot more time ahead of him. Yes. If we're fucking spoiling shit, then I got something else to pester about. I have a spoiler tag in my text entry field, so go ahead. (laughs) In in law, in law, Arasaka himself has his own personal trauma team that is on standby at his feet (laughs) if he so much as catches a cold. Where the fuck were they? I know. That's who showed up after he had passed, unfortunately. Yeah. They They are meant to be there in under 10 seconds. Well, if, if you remember... The, he did have a couple armed guards with him, but they were standing on the roof. Yeah. And uh, that's armed guards. I mean a <laughs> literal trauma team watching his fucking beep, beep, <laughs> beep, like a fucking hummingbird watches a fucking fish. They're fucking... Oh, they're on it. What? A Shut hummingbird up. watches it. You don't know hummingbirds much me, okay? When he <laughs> dropped, they should have been outside the window ten seconds later. Literally, the second he hit the floor, they should have been bursting through the window. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I mean by literally to his call, okay? But where were they? They were nowhere. They didn't show up until after, well after he was gone. Yes. Long enough for, hey, look what happened. We need to call somebody. Casually walk into the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I will say I'm surprised you never have to fight trauma team Yeah, unless you're extremely stupid and fight them on the street Yeah, but this isn't, which, this uh, isn't about cyberpunk trauma team would kick your ass more than uh, the what's it called uh, the, the max whatever Max Yeah, yeah, them. Trauma Max team would Cat. own your face like in half the time they would. Oh yeah. <laughs> but again, this isn't about cyberpunk. Yeah. This is about altered carbon. But yeah, I have to say, um, mainly what makes it uh, cyberpunk is. The fact uh, is the stack and the uh, cybernetic arms. And the whole uh, virtual reality uh, interaction and stuff. Like when uh, they got uh, the guy's daughter out of help, of uh, whatever hell she was in, she was stuck in virtual reality therapy with Poe in the first season of the series. I'm guessing it was probably in Hendrix in the book. Yeah. It um, was. But it was like weeks that uh, the AI was talking to her, trying to fix her up. Yep. 
And then there's the uh, other stuff in there where uh, someone... Um, the the best stealth option was to go into another sleeve instead of, like, any other uh, type of disguise. Just, yeah. oh, we've got this temporary sleeve. Swap them out, and uh, there you go. Here's your new body for the next... This, this mission. When this mission is done, you can go back to your regular sleeve. But for now, oh, you're usually... Uh, how tall, this tall, muscular guy? Yeah, guess what? You're going to be... Uh, a little short ballerina this time. You only weigh like 110 pounds dripping wet. They can do that. It's just called <coughs> make the uh, make the body and just slot it in. Done. Yeah. So, Barry, any other takeaways? Um, since uh, I haven't seen the first season since it first came out, at least a year ago, uh, it's a little. Like I said, twenty eighteen. Oh, it's uh, at least two years then. Um, yeah, it's kind of fuzzy for me, and I haven't read the book or seen the second series. Um, I meant to see the second season of it before this, but I totally forgot to. Whoops. Yeah, I understand that. Give me just one moment. I want to see the exact date, because I believe it's pretty close. Exact date of what? First season. Oh. I think it was uh, late summer, I want to say. No, you're wrong. When? The first episode, well, specifically the first season, was released on February 2nd, 2018. So three years ago, which I probably saw it uh, over the summer myself. So uh, I didn't see it like right when it was released. It took me a couple months to get around to it. Yeah, Still I three years ago. I was hearing all kinds of things, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I, I don't <laughs> have anything to do. I'll watch. <laughs> and I did watch it. And I loved it. <laughs> I also liked it. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, it was a little slow at times and a bit boring hearing parts. Um, but overall, yeah. it, it's definitely worth a view. Yeah, so as I always say, if you haven't seen, you can go ahead and uh, um, remove the spoiler tag. Oh. As I always say, if you haven't seen the um, seen the show, watched you know, if you haven't watched the media or read the book, do so. I mean, you're showing support for those people that had spent their hard, you know. Hard long hours. And if you like science making fiction, this for you, or genre in general, then I highly recommend watching it. It's uh, a little bit long. the The episodes are, I think, about an hour each. Um, but uh, yeah, but there's not many. Yeah, it's uh, not too terribly long for a TV series. And um, so let's go ahead and start wrapping this up, Barry. Anything to plug? Um. 
Yeah, if you want to hear more of me, you can follow K-H-Z-H-A-K on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. My uh, pinned tweet on Twitter links to adult content, so if you don't want it, don't click that. Otherwise, um, I don't make content myself except for literally just this podcast. This is the only thing I record. Um, Everything else, my friends uh, record and do other stuff with, and I link to their content. I link to... uh, I host their channels on Twitch, um, if you go to related channels on YouTube, you'll find, uh, links to that stuff. I'm in some D&D games and uh, another podcast or two, so, you know, um, just click on the related channels, you'll find stuff with me in it, randomly, so, yeah. As for stuff we are doing, um, and by we, I mean FML Productions, we're, uh, making an anime, animation, now, I'm still in the process of script writing, but we'll move on hopefully soon from that. Um, and then we are going to probably do some Let's Plays or something in various games. Hopefully we can record a session or two and post those. Uh, we do record another podcast on Sundays. It's called the Thanks for Nothing Podcast. Fur is spelled F-U-R. Please give that a listen. And, uh... Anyone else got anything they need to plug? Nope. I have something I want to add. Uh-huh. Um, if any of you are interested in a different type of cyberpunk RPG with a similar name to this topic, check out Carbon 2185, because it was kickstarted. A while ago, it got a hundred and over a thousand percent pledged. It looked amazing. We tried it out on the channel and we really enjoyed it. So if you like RPG games and you want to try something a bit different, give Carbon 2185 a try. My character and, was a Robomancer and I fully enjoyed playing as that character. And we very well might uh, discuss that on a future podcast episode. So please ah. keep tuning in every week. And until then, we'll see you later, Cyberpunks. Later. Later.